0: And welcome to Match Day Matinee, the show where we take our love of football and work our way through a never ending list of cinematic takes on the beautiful game. I am joined today. Th- I'm Adam, your host for the day. And I'm joined by Mark, who's looking pretty swish in his white uh, West Ham kit today. Pretty nice. And uh, yep. Ragav, who has been moonlighting watching some basketball tonight, apparently. I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but we'll let it slide. How are you doing, gents?
1: Good. Doing good. Doing good. Hey,
0: how's it going, Adam? Yeah. yeah, I'm not bad. Uh considering the what we're about to delve into, I am not doing too bad. Uh
2: the Superman shirt today. Superman shirt, yeah. More of a Batman guy myself as we noted yeah, last week. Yeah,
0: Batman is cooler. Superman's a little bit too perfect, do not he? It's the Boy Scout. I think I
2: mean, so. Yeah. yeah.
0: Batman is damn cooler. Uh, Robert Pattinson has COVID did you hear about that? what? oh (laughs) so I saw a headline like IGN or something like Batman movie in trouble I guess that's why (laughs) who has
2: COVID? Robert Pattinson oh man the next uh, Batman They
0: need to get cracking with that film I guess because it's It's stuck part way through production right? yep Oh. Okay, so we're not covering Batman today, unfortunately. We are covering a movie that rightfully or wrongfully did get made. Are you guys ready to dive into My English Soccer Adventure?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's ready as well, will Yeah, okay.
1: exactly.
0: So this is a comedy following US soccer star Keely Jones as she visits England to find out a bit more about one of the oldest teams in the world. When she gets there, she finds a club in turmoil and a manager on the brink. This film is directed by Warren Dudley. It stars... Hannah Bang Benz and Roger (laughs) O'Hara, and it was released in 2018. Uh, So i tried to look up other stuff these people have done, and interesting enough, Warren Dudley and Roger O'Hara, the only other major movie they did was a uh, movie called uh, Dogberry and Bob, where two American reporters come to England to find out what British policing is like. So Like they've got a niche here, kind of, of a type of movie they like to cover, like fish out of war America and learning what England's about. Um, So this film is a low-budget mockumentary. It was originally made as a show called Seaside Town, which was a web... Series of six 12 minute episodes and incredibly made on a budget of only 12,000 pounds and 155 enthusiastic participants from the local community who really wanted to put uh, New Haven on the map. So, uh, New Haven's on the coast, it's kind of south coast, kind of wedged between Brighton and Eastbourne. Um, so, yeah, uh, New Haven are a genuine football team who were established in 1889, so are kind of a uh, One of the old, amongst up there with the older teams as they're established. They didn't join an actual league until 1899, which wasn't uncommon back then. Uh, They currently play in the Southern Combination League, which makes up tiers nine to 11 in the south of England. So a bit of perspective the league therein feeds the Ishmael League, which then leads into National League South then the National League, then League Two. So they're kind of quite, they were in the Premier League. They were riding quite high before the last season got called off for COVID. Uh, Their most famous ex-player is a guy called Kerry Mayo, who played for Brighton 413 times, who was a defender. He moved to New Haven in 2010, where he scored an incredible 11 goals in 17 games, which is pretty good going for a defender before he retired. Uh, Um, So before we kind of dive into the movie a little bit, guys, what were your initial impressions coming in? What did you kind of think? Uh, I'm not expecting positive things, but Mark, your face is telling me you're going to struggle to tell me something good to
2: go for it. Like my expectations coming into this were already low and the movie somehow... Not surpassed what's the opposite of surpassed under- underwhelmed undermined
1: <laughs> underwhelmed yeah.
2: undermine my expectations yeah, this movie is it's it's not even a movie like you can tell it's a web series that they yeah. yeah stuck together into sixty minutes just to kind of sell on more platforms yeah uh everything about it sucks um it dips to these like black transitions you could tell that's when like the web episode yeah. ended, yeah, and then they use football quotes to try and add some depth to it, but they make yeah. no sense in yeah. that. <laughs> Uh, the whole thing looks like it was shot on an iPhone. So when you said it cost twelve thousand pounds, like that's surprising. Maybe they bought twelve iPhones to make this movie. Um, uh, maybe, yeah, actually, because yeah. <laughs> it was some scenes where multi-camera angles. They must have had more than one. Yeah, it's it sucks.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say this looks like a university project that somebody did yeah. in media studies that they probably didn't get a good grade for. Um, I will say, however. I, and I'm really reaching, clutching at straws here. But I will say that the concept is not bad. You know, getting a U.S. women's star to go around, or getting U.S. women's stars to go around the world and actually see how football is played around the world. Um,
0: yeah, and the conceit of it being like a reality show where they're all yeah. putting names out of a hat is yeah. a kind of a good yeah.
2: conceit. That's possibly, at that point, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, isn't that such like a disrespect to that? They're going to send like yeah. U.S. women's national team players to different parts of the world as if they're like exchange students to learn that's how soccer as well. is. So yeah, that's true
1: as well. Around. It's like they don't have clubs to play on their own where, yeah, you know.
2: You know yeah.
0: And then, yeah, we later learned that Keely has already scored a goal against Mexico at the World Cup. So then why is she like demeaning herself to join this reality show? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I feel much like you guys will kind of get into it as we get into the plot, but. I love mockumentaries as a style, like one of my favorite t v shows is the office um I really like spinal taps, so this style I like, but this does like a yeah. terrible job at it i mean it neither it neither feels not re- realistic enough or funny enough to quite straddle yeah. that line like it's just a nothing film
2: um
1: and just to your point, Mike bassett was a mockumentary as well, and yeah it was mockumentary, one of our yeah, favorites yeah, exactly right? yeah so, like that's uh, like.
2: The, the concept fun, yeah. is really good like you're saying like the actual concept ex- itself is actually really good yeah. it's just the execution of it yeah the execution is yeah. horrible yeah. 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 even now like you have um ted lasso that apple tv series mm-hmm. and like granted one is made by the richest company in the world and the other is made by a group of students like you were saying most likely um but the concept is pretty solid it's just the way you execute it and this film lands flat in every attempt that it does for sure
0: yeah Okay, let's get into the movie then. So it starts with that famous Bill Shankly quote: "Some people believe football is a matter of life and death. I'm disappointed with that attitude. I can, share, I can assure you, it's much much more important than that." Yep. The only interesting thing about this, in the context of this film, is this how this quote's kind of like misquoted and misrepresented. Because if you go and read the whole interview, Bill Shankly was kind of talking about his own explain some what football means to him and how he put his heart and soul into the game and then how it was kind of like to the detriment of like his family life and his poor wife and stuff and then someone kind of asked him if he regretted it and he was like no and then kind of gave this quote so I don't know why the film decided to open on this and kind of what it was trying to instill possibly that this means stuff to this like because they do try and sell one thing they do a good, sort of good job is is instilling New Haven as being the center of the community, and Keely kind of takes away, like, oh, maybe we need more of that in the US. So that's the only reason I think they may be open with that quote. But, yeah, so we get this reality show. Everyone's going off to, like, famous clubs like Boca Juniors and stuff, super excited, and then Keely pulls hers out of the and it's New Haven FC that no one's heard about. Uh, we get introduced to Bob pretty early on. Um, and this is where I was like, okay, this humor is not for me. This is not funny. Because rather than come downstairs to meet her, he still wants to shake his ha- her hand, and he passes down like a broom with like a marigold glove on the end of it to shake her hand, and she's just like, what the hell? This is where we first see him dressed in the flat cap, and he's clearly inspired by uh, Brian Clough here because he's wearing the green sweater and the like white shirt. polo shirt with a collar. Um, And it's just like, it's kind of just disrespectful. She's like, I'm here to learn about the birthplace of football. Um, And then, so this is one of the scenes where I kind of, I start to think they are genuinely just ripping bits from the office that are kind of the English office. I don't know how well you guys know it. but In the first season. Yeah, I've seen it. He calls his mum in a care home to kind of ask her when it was he first played football or something or first went to a football ground and to ask how old he was, because he can't remember. And in the English office, there's a scene where David Brent calls a care home, or he's getting calls from a care home about his dad. And he's at a quiz night, and he asks the person, he doesn't care what's going on with his dad, He asks the quiz person, Oh, what's the like capital of Argentina or something? And they're like, Oh, right, okay, cheers. And they walk off. And it's just like, they're trying so hard to copy it. And then there's just this weird joke about his uncle Brendan that dies. (laughs) And he shows a fat set of pants. And it's just like, and he's like there staring at the camera, these massive pants. And it's just like, I let out a bit of a laugh for
2: that. Like yeah. I knew the joke was coming. It was so telegraphed, yeah. but
1: So the joke was that he's five one and then he yeah, holds out the pants and and then yeah, he's like, I fair. wonder what could have killed him, right? She's kind yeah. of being sarcastic. I wonder what could have killed him. And he's like, Yeah, nobody knows. Really nobody knows. Yeah, the delivery was so weak, man.
0: Yeah. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. I and mean, then yeah. and that's the thing this guy comes across as like he's trying to do a poor like impression of Ricky Gervais's David Brent like a whole way through he does weird little mannerisms it seems like that's where he cribbed from like what mockumentary can I do and yeah. it's like even some of his mannerisms like, he goes some of the time and some of his like when he's doing his team talks it's almost like David Brent-ish it's just like a way worse version um, yeah. so we this see him getting, so many different things yeah <laughs> It's... we see him getting crap off uh, fans in the street. They've played 26 games and Drawn 2. He says that he's seen the players hard work and he thinks that they're rubbish. Um, and then it's revealed that it's
2: not even the men's team he manages, actually a kid's team. <laughs> a few times. Was that the scene where he's, he sees some supporters and he runs up to them and he takes like four minutes to climb over a fence?
0: Yeah,
1: uh, something like that. No, that was in the end. I think where he takes four minutes to climb the fence. I think this is where they're both walking to the to the ground.
0: Oh, and they just
2: hell right. abuse at him.
0: Yeah. yeah, they just hurl oh,
2: abuse man. at him. Yeah, just so. Oh man, it's just so much cringe in this movie. Yeah, like uh, you just go bad for the actors, and none of the jokes land. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so we cut back three weeks at this point to see Keely in her hometown of Chicago, and we learn that her. Dad played for Chicago in the eighties, and we get a very quick snap of some NASL footage.
2: That was cool, so the of Chicago
0: cool. Sting footage. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh wow, okay. Yeah. And we saw like the center circle. It was only very briefly. Um, they talk about Clough and Ferguson and the things that her dad liked, um, and then they're talking about how bad the goalkeeper is. And this, again, a joke I kind of didn't get. They were like, oh, David Seaman, who's kind of like Hope Solo, but with a moustache. And it's just like, sure, David (laughs) Seaman had a moustache and he is a different gender to Hope Solo. Like, yep, okay, don't get Uh, the reference. Unless Hope Solo was also famous for like saving penalties or making last minute uh, mistakes, which David Seaman did in a cup final once. Like, I don't
2: who do you think the audience for this movie was? Like with a reference like that.
0: Dude, uh-huh.
1: in my... So I asked myself this question while I was watching this movie. And I'm like, I don't know who this movie's geared towards at all. It's not kids, I don't think. No. Right?
2: It's...
0: No, guys like not, us, it's, who not, was it? it's not slapstick and funny enough. For yeah,
2: kids. yeah, yeah. And then there was a joke, like he's talking about his two dogs, Bigfoot and the Hendersons. Yeah, and <laughs> it's a Harry and the Hendersons joke. And I'm like, nobody would find that funny. That was a no. movie that was so obscure, like John Lithgow yeah. from yeah. 30 years ago. And it's not, again, like that wasn't
0: funny. It was just like, okay, why did they put that in? Like, I found myself querying so many of the punchlines rather than laughing. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, somebody with historic knowledge of English football and current-ish knowledge of women's American football to have any idea who those two references are. Uh, No. Um, Yeah. It's really weird. Then next we get a weird joke about – this is another joke. Again, makes no sense. He's bought all this pasta because he learned that Americans really like pasta. And then the wife's like, yeah, and he bought Arsene Wenger's book. Not to learn about football – but to learn about pasta, and it's like, why Arsene Wenger? He's French. Like, pick the most Italian footballer you can think of that's played in the Premier League, like yeah. Gianfranco Zola or somebody, or Viali. Yeah. Like, get their autobiography there, I'm not Arsene Wenger. I don't even get the pasta joke. I don't either. I'm like, are they? T- is it joking about like Italian Americans? No. Like, so, I, I, so
1: this is what I'm gonna think. Like, this is what I think. I so. It's kind of common knowledge that in America, but this is in Europe as well, that, yeah, they car- like athletes carbo load. So there's a lot of pastas going on in training, like after training, after matches to so basically energize, right? So I think that's the joke.
2: But even that's kind of stolen from the office when Michael does the 5K. Oh, the El- oh El- yeah, and he has uh, that massive Alfredo. Yeah. Alfredo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he throws up like, yeah. 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 So they stole the joke, but they didn't even do it well. Yeah. Uh, maybe there was a scene where he carboloads and he throws up everywhere or something, but it maybe it, it's um, weird. Next, we cut to one
0: of the mums written a statement. The parents want Keely to become the manager based on like nothing at all,
2: other than the fact that they think she's maybe more competent than Bob is. Um, but she would be famous, right? That's another thing that she shows up and everyone's kind of unfazed by her. But yeah, he would be a famous, uh, like worldwide known soccer, like a Carly Lloyd or uh, yeah. Alex Morgan, right? So How many people in a little sleepy town near Brighton would be that
0: into women's football to know?
1: But I think if you said, so especially in a country that loves its football, if you said Alex Morgan or you said Marta or somebody, you don't think
0: so? Yeah. No, I think there's not to disparage my fellow countrymen, but I think there's a lot of people that are still very dismissive of women's football to the point. They might know the England players, but outside of that, they wouldn't know. No. I think it's in, it's getting, it's increasing bad and like, there's more coverage now. Like they the cover WSL, all right? Like, yeah, they cover a lot and like yeah. um, football weekly podcasts and stuff do their best to cover even like European women's football and stuff. But, but I'm not sure uh, if they recognize them in the street or know their reputation or anything.
1: So here's the other thing. I think it's at this point where, you know, she's in a circle. Um actually before when he's yelling at the goalkeeper and then I don't know, something happens and somebody was asking, Hey, how many, how many of you know, have seen my goal against Mexico in the world cup as you were alluding to before and everybody raises their hand. All right. Which is kind of weird.
0: uh, Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, still, I didn't buy that all these kids are like clamoring torch women's (laughs) U S national team, but, um, so yeah. And there's another weird scene that's kind of a copy from the English office where he's like, who, who agrees with this and he gets them all to put their hand up. Same thing happens in the English office when David Brent's mad about who's the funniest manager and he wants everyone to put their hands yeah, up.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then, <laughs> then we cut to Bob doing this weird, like stitch up video of his own where he's like, this is uh, the worst stitch up since making a murderer where <sighs> they get, where they found that guy guilty. And it's just like making a manager. Yeah. Making a manager cause <laughs> it's just yeah. not funny. Yeah. And then, He keeps going. He says it twice. He's like, Spandau Ballet, Sweets You Can't Get Anymore, Mousetrap, and White Dog Poo. I don't (laughs) know where that's gone now. This was the only thing that like was funny, but more it piqued my curiosity. Because there was a thing growing up, the field behind my house, there was always white dog poo around the edge (laughs) of the football pitch. And I guess it is gone now because they've got better at cleaning up spaces where kids are going to play football. So it was kind, it wasn't funny. It was more like an observation. Like, yeah, you don't see white dog poo that's got all toxic and is like rotting in a field anymore. Cause they've got better at cleaning up, but it wasn't funny. And then they repeated it again. Cause when he goes to see some, he sees some underage girls and he says the same line to them again. Um,
2: oh yeah. seem you where know, they ask him to buy him beer or something. Yeah. And he beer.
0: buys them beer to kind of say how he's good. Um, he goes to spy on training, gets stuck on a tree trunk for like hours. He eats a Twix for no reason. A Frenchman comes asking for directions and they end up at a swimming pool. Um, the last, this next scene, uh, Keely tries to make a peace, but he isn't interested because he's too busy reading Palais's book. <laughs> Um, which was too funny because Palais appears in yet another film that
2: yeah. we've covered. Um, Has he appeared in every movie we've done this season?
0: <laughs>
1: Except for uh, Tsubasa.
2: Right, right, right. It's too short. Yeah, it's too animated. I guess. We have to keep a counter. Um,
1: Did he make an appearance in Shaolin
0: Soccer? No, maybe I don't know. We're going to have to double check. It'll probably be on his IMDb. He probably yeah. maintains that page himself. Like probably his goal
2: is. scoring records. He was in summer of 92 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Waving. Um, maybe not. Wouldn't have when it comes. Saturday comes. Unless, no, I you never so. know in the Little Brothers. Yeah. Then yeah.
0: um, there's this whole weird subplot about how Bob's trying to like still make a living. Now he's not at the football club and now he delivers pizzas and stuff. But his car broke down. So he has to use a taxi and basically loses money. Um, this is where Keely gives the kind of mere speech about who saw her goal in the World Cup against Mexico. This is where we get the joke, joke about the dog. Um, Keely decides to leave for she gets her dream transfer to Chicago. So I'm not that's one thing I'm not quite sure on. So like we said, she's someone that's going to be in this documentary or this reality show. She's also scored a World Cup goal, but she and lives in Chicago, but somehow doesn't play for Chicago. So I wasn't quite sure where she was supposed to play to have achieved as much success as she apparently has, but then doesn't lives in it made me think she maybe plays for a lower league team or something, or like the second team. But then I was like, but no, she's been at the World Cup.
1: I think with women's football up until very recently, the I think the national teams are their teams. I think that's the perception anyways. Like my my team is cl- Team USA, or my team is, I play for England, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, when did NWSL start? 2012, I want to say.
1: Yeah, 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 but I don't, and then I just don't
2: think national team actually subsidizes it.
1: Yeah, but I don't think women's football is as driven by club football as the men's game is of oh, course, yes, right? Saying, yeah.
2: So it's it's country versus club versus the
1: yeah, yeah, other yeah. way around. So I think the club thing is like very secondary whereas in like club and country are equal in the men's game.
0: Um and then Skili goes to tell him, "Hey, I'm moving back home, I want you to be manager." So he's doing some weird flash dance thing with his wife where he's dressed up like an 80s dancer. Uh, She goes back home and sees her dad's old boots that her mum wants to give her and they say rude hullet on them for like no reason other than probably, hey, we found these old rude hullet boots, let's just use these. Um, And then Bob gives another really weird speech that he's read. There's one joke that was already spoiled if you watch the trailer when he says... I, we met Keely and I really wanted to nail her. And then he turns the page and he's like picture to a wall. And for a second you see like a shocked man stood in the shower cubicle watching on. And it's just kind of like, okay, that's kind of, again, though, what, who's this film for? Um,
1: There's well, another one just like that where um, I think she's trying to apologize to him and she's like, um, come on. Right. And she's, and he's like, don't come on me. Right. Like, oh <laughs> like, right.
0: yes. <laughs>
2: But that was like a Harold and Kumar joke that was done even better then. Then we get this
0: weird dance scene where everyone looks on in horror just before the game, like he's doing it to motivate everyone. I actually had to look up. I was like, is this song made up for this film? And it's not. This song is uh, Misty's Big Adventure. And the song is called The Story of Love. If anyone's desperate to hear that terrible song. That's an original song for this? No, it's Misty's Big Adventure, an actual band. I've got a whole discography. And the songs are all pretty terrible, just like this one. <laughs> um, and he breaks his ankle dancing. <laughs> and it's like, okay, brilliant. Uh, the game ends, we for then the game gets abandoned due to a ankle injury. Um, and then they have the awards night where they do a round of applause because I guess Bob ends up in hospital then gets sick in hospital and genuinely might die. But they kind of say, and we, oh, we get this revealed. There's a kid in this, uh, I guess, a teenager or a young adult in this whole film that's wearing like a Brighton top. And Bob just gives him shit all the time. And we learned that it's actually his son, Clive. He doesn't talk in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, so there, have awards dinner, Keely comes back. She gives a speech. She somehow has £35,000 to save the club from having to fold, which we kind of missed over. The club's going bankrupt. Not oh, quite not, yeah, exactly. Not quite sure how she can afford that. when she clearly still lives in a, f- a condo with her mum. She's a women's soccer like. you know, yeah, team star. So uh, she gives a sort of crappy speech. And then rather than everyone like laughing like they did when Bob did it, she does the same dance and everyone joins in. And it's having a great old time. And then Bob shows up in like a shop mobility scooter, legging a cast where everyone's happy. And that's kind of the film comes to an end and Bob does like some, it's called indie Star pitch where like people can chip in money for his show and he'll give them like signed bags of pizza and crap. It's just a very yeah. trying to tap into internet culture,
2: but not quite nailing the joke again, like much of the film. When that popped up, it, like, like the little indie Starter thing. I yeah. thought they were acknowledging people who had contributed to make this movie.
0: Yes, I thought maybe the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like,
2: oh, that makes sense. It's an indie budget yeah. thing funded by fans, but no, it's another no. bad joke. Yeah, another like bad The entire joke. back half of the movie is his documentary, Making a Manager. Yeah. With like a Comic Sans logo and stuff. It's just, it's and like somebody scary. Thought, somebody they thought they, they were goal. making a cool stylistic choice there, didn't they? Like, oh yeah,
0: we'll do this and everyone will know that it's a different film.
2: Yeah, and they thought, like, oh, Comic Sans is, like, an in-joke. That's funny, so we'll do that. But it's almost like scary movie when they make references that are almost outdated a year later not mm-hmm. even. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, those films got really bad at that as they went later on. Okay. Um, usually at this part of the show, we talk about footy flicks, but uh, I don't know if you noticed, but there's genuinely, like, very little football. There is one scene where Bob is auditioning for a new goalkeeper after he like slams the kid that's been playing in goal and telling him he's pathetic and useless. And he gets the players to all line up and kick a ball whilst yelling, like, run, get the ball. And it's just like, they're all kicking the ball. And that's about it for footy flicks, unless I'm missing one. Yeah, there's one
1: more that, that's going to be my choice for footy flicks. And that's where um, the main girl is coaching. I forgot, I forgot her name already. Kelly, uh, Kelly, Ke- Keely, yeah, Keely's coaching. Um and they're actually going around the pylon, like actually trying to dribble around the pylon. Okay, yeah. So that that would be probably my favorite one. And then there's also the NASL scene, but I don't know if you actually see them playing or just at the center circle.
0: I think they like kick off and then yeah. it cuts away. Like it's yeah. so brief.
2: Yeah. That's still going to be my choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's because even when that popped up, I was like, oh, wow, it's somewhat legit. Yeah. yeah, and they paid somebody for that footage or dug it out somewhere, I don't know. Well they did the, the same time time thing to. in kicking and screaming. They use like old NESL footage. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Must be cheap to license. Well, okay, so that, yeah. Who's yeah. gonna sue them? Exactly. Who protects <laughs> that stuff <laughs> now, I guess. Actually, even the new NASL is under. yep They went down too. So I like I have no idea who owns any of that footage now. It's
1: interesting. It's probably USSF, I'm gonna guess.
2: Uh I don't know, because USSF doesn't own the like even with MLS, right? They don't own the rights to it. I guess, yeah. There's probably some like some rights holder in yeah, Iowa that bought kind of, the library. Yeah, yeah. Probably.
1: So, okay. yeah. So, my favorite footy flicks is the pylons. Mark's is the non-existent, or, well, the center circle kickoff with non-existent football. Yep. And then yours would be when the kids are kicking it, uh, when they're trying out for goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, we only got pick two, three to pick from, right? We may as well pick one each. Brilliant. Um Yeah. So that's that film. That's the footy flicks. Anything? Any other lasting impressions you guys kind of have to say about this film? <sighs> okay, so we haven't got as many footy flicks. What In a terrible film, what was the funniest scene?
2: I'm going to go with the the shorts, the uncle shorts. We have no way <laughs> of knowing how he died and they hold open. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I laughed a bit at that and that was it. Everything about- else was just like a cringe, <laughs> like painful to get through.
1: What about you, Adam?
2: I'll say the dog poo thing, but
0: not because it was funny, just because it piqued my curiosity about council's cleaning methods of local ballpark areas.
1: (laughs) I don't know, man. Some of the scenes were funny, but just because they were so stupid... Um, I don't know, like when he's injured after he does the dance and he does the he does the ankle. I don't know why, but I just kind of had a brief laugh at him having the entire orange juice carton and mm. drinking out of a straw. I don't know why.
0: But. Yeah, like a massive like yeah. family size orange yeah. juice carton. Yeah, he yeah. got the norovirus. I think he was saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah a, the norovirus. Uh, that's it. Yeah,
0: and replenishing his vitamins. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that was the funniest scenes in a very unfunny movie. You guys ready for some trivia? Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. So let's uh, recap the scores on the doors. Ah, Ragav with four, Mark with four, both joint top and me training behind in three. So you guys have kind of got a chance to like pull away from me a little bit here. Um, so I went four because Keely was an American in England. I've gone for questions that are all focused around Americans being in the uh, Premier League. So the first question, and there's a bit of a nuance to this, so you've got to listen carefully. Um, there have been a number of U.S. goaltenders in the Premier League, but which of them kept the most clean sheets in the least number of appearances? So most clean sheets in the least number of appearances. So Tim Howard, Casey Keller, Brad Friedel or Brad Guzan. And uh, Ragav, you can go first.
1: Least amount of I'm going to say Casey Keller.
0: Oh sorry, wait. Did I say least? I meant most. God, I'm so sorry. sorry.
1: Most, most
0: clean most clean sheets in the least, least amount, amount of games. appearances.
1: I'm still going to go Casey Keller.
0: Okay, you went Casey
2: Keller. Mark. I'm going to say Brad Guzan just to mix it up.
0: You are both wrong. It was uh actually Tim Howard. Oh really? Oh hi, really? So Tim Howard kept 132 clean sheets in 399 appearances and also scored one goal. Casey Keller was 55 clean sheets in 210 appearances. Brad Friedel, and this is where the nuance was, he also had 132 clean sheets in 450 appearances. And Brad Guzan only had 29 in 154. (laughs) Okay, which of these U.S. internationals has never played in England? Michael Bradley, Alexi Lala, Lando Donovan, or Brian McBride? Mark, you can go first.
2: Alexi Lawless, Michael Bradley, Lando Donovan, and Brian McBride. Uh, Donovan was at Everton. I want to say Brad, Michael Bradley. Okay, right off.
1: Ooh, I'm between Michael Bradley and Alexi Lalas. I know Lalas plays for Padua in, in Italy. Let me go with uh Alexi Lalas.
0: Ragav, you get the point. Uh Um, so yeah, so everybody else did. Michael Bradley made three appearances for Aston Villa, Lando Donovan, of course, played for
2: Everton, and Michael McBride played for Fulham. Fulham, yeah, yeah. Bradley, I was on the fence. I thought he went right to Roma, but I guess not.
1: No,
0: no, uh, so it's 1.4 Ragav. Okay. So somebody is guaranteed to get a point in this next game. Oh, um, so I stole this from the Football Ramble, not going to pretend it's my own. So there are a number of US players who have played for more than one English club. So we're going to kind of play a little game of can, how many clubs can you name? So you'll each kind of put your bid in and then whoever has the highest bid has to try and name them. If that person gets uh, doesn't hit their target number, then the other person gets wins that round, and whoever wins the most rounds at the end gets the point for the trivia. So the first player is uh, current US international DeAndre Yedlin, who has played for three clubs. So Mark, how many of those three clubs do you think you could name?
2: DeAndre Yedlin. Um, I don't know for sure one. I'm going to say one. Uh, uh, One. 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 Okay.
0: Raghav, can you go any higher than that? Do you think you can name two clubs that DeAndre Yedlin has played for?
1: Okay, but you're saying for sure he's played for three. got to name as many as we can. played for three
0: in the Premier League, yeah.
1: I'm going to go with... I'm going to go for two.
0: Okay. Do you want to raise him, Mark, or is he going to let him name the two? Do I lose points if I strangle two? He'll get the point if you don't. Okay, I'm going to say two. I'll try two. Okay. So we'll have to do this round robin because you've both guessed two. Uh, so, Ragav, you can go first.
1: So I named the first one only? Yeah. Newcastle United?
2: Yeah, so that's one. Oh. I think I screwed up. I'm going to say Spurs. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh. So, Raghav, the other third club. Well, I can't
1: say Spurs. That would be my two.
0: No, you've got to get something else. <laughs>
1: Spurs, Uni- uh, Newcastle United, Aston Villa?
0: No, it was no. not. So the point goes to Mark. Uh, it was Sunderland was the other one he had played for. Oh my oh, God. That's right. Oh, I dropped my days. Okay, next player is the aforementioned keeper we already mentioned, Casey Keller. Yep. So he has played four, one, two, three, four Premier League teams, starting his career in 1996 and ending it in 2008. So Raghav, we'll go with your bid first. So out of the four, how many do you think you could name? One. Okay. Mark, do you think you can go any higher than one? I'll try two. Okay. So Raghav, do you want to outbid him or are you going to let him name them two? I'll go for two. Okay. Mark, do you want to outbid him? Do you think you can do three?
2: (laughs) Let's go three. Ragav, do you want to go? I'll go for three. three? I'll go for three. (laughs) Okay. Mark are you going four? I don't even know what club he's paid for. I'll go four. All
0: right.
2: Why not? Ragav, do you want to try
0: and beat him for the four or do you want him to name the four teams? I want him to
1: name the four teams.
0: Okay, Mark. Go on then. (laughs) Who would name one club Casey Kellow has played for? Fulham no, yes, <laughs> sorry, yes, sorry. Yeah, no. Yes, that was oh, awesome. the last club we
2: played at, sorry. Awesome. Yes, Fulham. Back hey. to Ragav.
0: No, because you were just naming all four because he didn't equal you Uh
2: Fulham, uh,
0: Everton? No, I'm afraid uh, not. So he played for Leicester City, Tottenham Hotspur, Tottenham Hotspur
1: was going to be my Southampton guess.
0: Southampton and Fulham. So Ragav gets right. the point. Okay so this one's a bit trickier We're going way back in time here To the first season of the Premier League 1992 this man started his career And ended it in 1999 It is John Harkes Who played for three clubs Uh, Mark What's your bid for John Harkes I'm going to say one Okay
1: I'm going to match him with one
0: Okay Do I hear two Mark no, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, okay. I guess we'll see if you can. Oh, I don't know how we'll do this if you both name one each. You
2: play for four clubs. Three, three. So yeah. So, so then I guess. we'll just,
1: we'll just split the. I guess maybe either nobody gets points, or we each get. Or we'll split. Yeah, the, if you
0: know. both name one club, you both get a point. Okay. Yeah, so, Mark, what's your one club? I'm just going to guess. I'm going to say Sheffield. Which Sheffield? Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh United. <laughs> no, it was Sheffield oh. Wednesday. So I guess Ragav gets the point. Ragav, who would you have said?
1: Harks, I wanted to say Nottingham Forest.
0: Yep, that's where you nice. ended up. I think under Clough as well, actually. Um, and then the other team was the team you were in the jersey of, Mark. It was West Ham. <sighs> okay, so that means Ragav is two-one uh, in the lead for this uh, event so far. So the next one. Played between 2004 and 2011. It is defender Jonathan Spector. Yes. He played for three clubs. So Raghav, how many of the three clubs do you think you could name? Two. Okay. Mark, do I hear three or do you want Raghav to name the two?
1: Ooh, no. maybe I can name the third. I'm going to go with two.
0: Okay. <laughs> Time to name the two. Okay, name the two, Raghav.
1: Uh, Aston Villa and West Ham.
0: Uh, no, West what Ham the- was correct. Aston Villa was wrong. <laughs> he played for point? Man United and Charlton.
2: Oh, f***ing hell.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. I am supposed to swear, but... <laughs> That's okay. So we have a tie break, which is fine. So the last one is the goalkeeper we'd already mentioned, Brad Friedel. He played for one, two, three, four Premier League clubs between 1997 and 2014. So four clubs. Uh, Raghav, how many of them do you think you can name?
1: I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for three.
0: Hey, okay, three. Mark, do you think you can do four? Or do you want him to name the three? Name the three, please.
1: Name, name the three? three. Yeah, oh, i no. taking the easy way out now, man. So I can
2: li- think of one, that's it. So
1: Liverpool. Yep. Tottenham. Yep. And Aston Villa.
0: Yep, correct. Sound good. And the other one was Blackburn Rovers. Yes, it was. So just um, also, incredibly... Uh, Brad Friedel played in 310 consecutive Premier League games at one point. I think straddling his time with Blackburn and Tottenham, which is just kind of insane. Uh, so yeah, Ragav gets the point there. So at the end of the quiz for this week, puts Ragav out in front with six points. Mark in second with four points, and I'm like lagging behind now with three points. Nice. So. All right. Good job, Ragav. Um, I guess you are the quizmaster next week, so it's a chance for us to catch up. Go.
1: Absolutely. And what movie are we doing? We're doing Gold Two.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. Quality. I'm going to start revising on some La Liga, I guess.
1: La Liga and Premier League, right? And uh, just in time for both of the leagues starting, them. right on September twelfth.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,
2: yep, yeah, we're almost there. Back I'm with football there. again. Yeah. The question is, which league will Messi be playing in when it kicks off?
0: That's very true.
2: That's a very interesting question.
1: Could be either one of them.
0: Okay, enough of that, guys, talking about Premier League and the Liga tables. Let's talk about our table. So, currently we have reviewed four films. We have Captain Tsubasa, uh, number four, When Saturday Comes and number three, Shaolin Soccer at number two, and Summer of 92 at one. Where do we see this falling? Raga. First,
1: first of all, I just want to make something clear. Is are, Is this harping on, or is this very similar to that, scenario we had last season with um the the what's it called the fifa movie
2: united passions,
1: united passions? are we no. are we are we at that level with this or no
2: no cuz that was such a it was propaganda? like a corporate yeah propaganda piece that was Sorry, done fine, with, like fine, I, got and I got you this is like a student art project you can't harp too much yeah, on at least this has heart and sort
0: of, I don't know where, but <laughs> like, this was a passion project to somebody for the right reasons. Like, they wanted yeah. to bring attention to the city of New Haven, right? They weren't trying to all right, blow all right. their own trumpet about how they brought football to the world or anything. They were just trying to be like, yeah, we've got a nice community here, a nice local club. You should come on down and like see the beauty all of right. New Haven. Right.
1: You've convinced me, but even so, it's going fifth behind uh, Captain Subasa.
2: Okay, Mark. Yeah, fifth, definitely. Were you considering throwing yeah. this all the way into twelfth, Rigev? I think that's what you meant about the United Passions.
0: No,
1: no, I was just uh, getting your opinion whether. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's oh, just, no. I don't know, think what it what deserves to go, to go straight to twelfth. Not straight uh, to twelfth, re- but like tenth. No. But.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, other films will definitely it's not. But it's okay. So. Yeah, it'll
1: go down naturally anyway. So yeah, I, I think. Okay,
0: that was a pretty easy discussion. So we put it down in fifth. Good effort, my English soccer adventure. It just wasn't to be. Not with us, at least. No. Um, so, Raghav, where can people find you on the internet if they want to check what
2: you're up to?
1: Uh, so, Twitter, Instagram, at Raghav Sandhu. Um, available there. Add me.
2: Okay, and Mark, how about you? Instagram at 83 football. And on Twitter, at mark 83 Cool. And I am
0: Goalpost on Twitter and Instagram. At the time of recording there's a new episode finally out actually tomorrow uh, but it'll already be out by the time you listen to it, so go and watch it it
2: was and excellent pretty
0: exciting it's, it's gonna good. be I'm just, exciting I'm just stuff. predicting
2: it's
0: yeah be like, it was excellent yeah, yeah. <laughs> great episode I watched it brilliant so good um, and that's it I guess guys so thank you for joining us as we already mentioned we'll be doing goal 2 next weekend uh, next week so that's kind of exciting but with nothing else to say from the terrace to the theory of dreams we are Match Day Matinee and thank you very much for joining us See ya.
1: Later. See ya.